Oh, it feels good. Saturday in, fresh air. Off to football again. Oh, shit, bus. Oh, well. Slight change of plan, Mr. Vance. <laughs> so, the last time I did an at the match with Andy B was a selection of episodes around uh, German football. Um, we went over to Germany in February before the world of football changed, possibly forever, and uh, watched um, Fortuna Dusseldorf, we watched VfL Bochum, and perhaps more, most memorably, we watched Borussia Dortmund sat in front of the yellow wall. Uh, an incredible experience, probably one I'll never forget, but... Um, today's a little bit different. Today, um, you know, we're gonna, we, we found a, a team who are allowing fans in at the moment. Uh, it's Peckham Town playing in the Kent County League. And uh, perhaps somewhat more conveniently, it's about a half hour walk from my house. So looking forward to teaming up with, um, with Andy uh, and uh, watching a game of football for the first time live in about, well, as in like actually from the stadium itself, for the first time in whatever it may be over six months now so lots to be excited about got my hat and my coat on because the weather's starting to take a turn because it's that time of year but um it's going to be great just to actually go and watch some football so i'm looking forward to it i'm excited for it and whisper it i'm actually quite looking forward to potentially even having a pint at half time as well dream stuff all right cool uh here's seeing is to is to uh seeing what the day brings I was just, I was listening to that literally on the bus. How are you? Oh, no, Actually, no, I'm having the revisiting one where it's just you, in fact. Yeah, I don't the know what? The what? It was uh, Dortmund against Almsburg, 2-0, I think. No, the one I went, the one I went to Dortmund was Dortmund against Freiburg. Freiburg. Oh, we, did, right. we did like a compilation episode with you were at Colm. Yeah. Me and I was no, at Dortmund. Was yeah, and we did... we end up with Bochum or was that in a different yeah. episode? Bochum was in on the next day, I think. Yeah. Following day, yeah. Well, what journey though? Dortmund, Dortmund's uh, Peckham. It's, yeah, it's a Although, great weekend. That technically, as you've pointed out, living just down the road, this is not Peckham. No, it's not. It's not even close to Peckham, really. But it's close. To Peckham. Well, you have to walk another ten minutes that way to get to Peckham. I suppose. And then if you went, it'd be that well. Can't. I'll tell you what. There'll be Bolton and Wickham Wanderers fans going. If you want to be that pernickety. There's, yeah, a lot of, there's a lot of clubs who are displaced. No, Wicker Wonders is in, is in Wicker, which is way outside of it in some industrial estate. Yeah, it's but, in Wicker. But, but, but the same as this, really. I mean, I'll I tell you what, like, being Peckham Town and playing in Dulwich, it's not like being Shattard and Yetsk, is it? No, that's quite an arch reference, though. Thank you. Of which you've become known for <laughs> over the years. No, no purpose. No I, think, purpose. I think that way. That right, way. admittedly, my non league knowledge is poor. So I don't know if this is the Peckham Town goalkeeper or the visiting team's goalkeeper. I think it's the, I think it's Stansfeld's keeper. I, I'm German under 21, I think. <laughs> I'm watching him warm up. I don't want to jump on the back of a fellow professional. He's not a professional, but nor am I. But I don't think much of him. He can't kick it. 
he's warm enough and he can't kick it. So if that's a shape of things to come, we might have a non-league De Gea on our hands here. We might have a proper <laughs> Pickford situation here. So I'll keep you guys posted, but in the warm-up, I am not impressed with this goalkeeper at all. You're just determined to add to the legend of Mostradamus. Watch the guy, you? watch the goalkeeper coach warming him up. Watch the goalkeeper coach kick it and watch him kick it, I'm telling you. So this is the goalkeeper now kicking it. Weird kick, right? He's nowhere near the target. Now watch the goalkeeper and coach kick it. Right on the very left, watch him kick it. Look at his technique. Much better. He's oh, much no, that, better. That's, a, that's an actual pass. Exactly. So. It could be drama here. It could be goalkeeper-based drama. Who knew Andrea Pirlo was a goalkeeper coach for non-league yeah, football? He does look, quite, he does look quite slick, yeah. I think the ground staff are, are taking mushrooms off the pitch. Why nice. Record that. I am recording. Oh, good, OK. Raking the mushrooms. You've got to love it. It's like the start yeah. of a Super Furry Animals video. Music <laughs> <laughs> video. <laughs> They're going to roll in with a Peckham yeah. Town tank yeah. in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You should tell everyone listening that the social media boy Finn, and he is a boy, went to uh, the training ground by accident. Peckham Town training ground by accident. I, th I think a lot of people have done that with Manchester City before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Carrington, so yeah. It's, it's easily done. Yeah. The players for these two teams, they're not allowed to. They're not allowed to change inside. So they're having to change outside because of COVID, and that's why we're looking across the pitch to the other team, changing under one of the stands, rather than changing in the changing room. That's what I'm seeing here. Is that what I'm, am I am I reading that right? No, I, I think that's exactly what we're seeing. I mean, yeah. they look like they're having some sort of illicit party under the yeah. main stand, basically, yeah. don't they? But yeah. they're uh, they get into their orange strips. They get, they're getting changed. Yeah. I just say what delight it is that I write down on a on a on a note on my iPad every football match that I go to. Right. Because as the time goes by, and as I've been to an awful lot of football matches. I'm a bit paranoid about forgetting stuff that I've done. Oh yeah. Okay. So I, I, I write them all down now. And obviously, I've not written down a football match I've been to for a number of months. So it's going to feel good to get that little voice, get, on there. get that little note open, that yeah. Apple note open later. I haven't been to a game since Bochum. Have you not? Can you get my good side I think so. Yeah, just one cup of normal tea, please. Thank you. Andy, I feel embarrassed to ask for a green tea here. Just do it. Look and look at the selection. They've got of, good beers. Of beers. Have a beer like, later. There's, there's but no way they're not going to have green tea. Come on. We're in Dulles, I suppose. Exactly. Do you have green tea? I don't think she can hear me. Excuse me. Do you have green? Do you have green tea as well? No. No. See, I don't have green tea, Andy. All right. Grow, uh, grow up. Could I have? <laughs> no. It's got all these flavored teas indoors. Yeah. Really. That goes no. I tasted one. That goes no. Well, no. That's a perfect cup of tea. Thank you very much. How much do I owe you? Do I? How much do I owe you? Pardon? How much money do you want? How much money One do I need pound. to pay? One pound. Do you have um, could, I have a, could I have a black tea as well, please? Do you want sugar? Uh, no, thank you. No sugar, no milk. Thanks. Have you got any cash on you? Yeah. Can you pay it? Because I've only got a card. No, well, since, since um, Hamlet have uh, not been... Well, they have been playing, but behind closed doors. Yeah. And obviously all the other clubs up in the league and the Premier League are behind closed doors. I started off by speaking to Duncan Hart, who's the press officer for Peckham Town. It's been a benefit for us. Because this ground probably can hold about 1,500. Yeah. And last season probably averaged about 50. Right. 40, 50 probably. And uh, so we have a bit of space to fill. <laughs> Even with social distancing. So is, is it about spreading the word really? Because it's almost, it's almost sort of hidden. I mean, we were talking before about how 
couple of the independent schools around here own a lot of the land in this area and a lot of it's sports grounds for, for them, isn't it? So I mean, when I found out about Peckham Town, because I have a mate who's a very keen um, non-league visitor, mm. and um, he, he came around for a cup of tea and asked if I could drop him here afterwards. And I was mm. like, okay. Yeah. You know, so I, I kind of found it by accident almost. We are very hidden yeah. away. That's true. Friend, Up yeah. on the South Circular by Dulwich Park. Yeah. It's behind a lot of trees. Good timing. We'll move, Shane. So how long have you been working with Pack and Duncan? Um, I first came here in 2014. Right. I'm a Hamlet fan as well. Okay. And um, just, I don't know, Hamlet might have been away at long distance. I probably weren't playing, to be fair. Yeah. And then um, came up here and then met Brian, who founded the club. Yes. When he was 13. <laughs> um, and he, so that was in 1982, so the club's been going almost 40 years now. Mm. It was just a great vibe, they were like a great bunch of people. And it was um, very different to Hamlet at the time because it was very quiet here. Yeah. It was just nice to, you know, as the Hamlet crowds were growing, it was nice to come to a, uh, another, another local club, which was um, a different vibe. Yeah. Um, and um, it's just grown since I, I mean, I, I kind of started. I joined their management group um, two years ago, two right. and a bit years ago, and um, uh, yeah, so it's just kind of gone, the club's gone from strength to strength, and as I was saying, it's really kind of picked up uh, the last few weeks um, because of COVID, frankly, yeah. which has shut down other clubs in terms of uh, supporters being able to watch their usual team, um, but people still want to come watch a game, yeah. and that's attracted people down to us, which, which is great, and we hope people still keep coming. Um, so we're hoping to get over 200 people today. The ground holds about 1,500 probably if it was full. So we've still got plenty of space so we can socially distance and put lots of measures in place to keep people as safe as possible. Um, so yeah, and it's a good buzz. Well, I know this is a big day for you guys. There's a, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, did, did you have a bit of heart and mouth earlier in the week when it was really tipping it down? Definitely. Um, because uh, we are in a slight dip here by Dulwich Park. Right. We're in a bit of a, a, a floodplain. Um, so unfortunately, we have got drainage under this pitch, but it doesn't all, it's not always enough. Uh, unfortunately, we still do have quite several games called up every year. Uh, but you know, the rain has abated and uh, the pitch is good. And so we're good to go today. That's fantastic. So, I mean, what, what do you think is, is the next step for, for a club like this? this, this clearly growing and it's, it's clearly become something more as I think as you say I think people's what people want for a football club is, is, is change isn't it I mean people want to feel attached and people feel like that I think in, in, in lots of parts of life they want to feel that something that they participate in whether it be local shops or, or, or football clubs like this they want to feel that it's part of the community and they're part of the, the, the community so where, where can that take the club realistically? Yeah, absolutely. We, we make a big thing of saying this is your club. It's not our club. This is the community's club. Um, and I think people are going to be less willing to travel distances uh, in the next year. Or well, less able. Less able, yes, yeah. indeed. Um, so uh, we hope this will encourage people in the local community to come and support their more local football team um, and still be able to enjoy a Saturday uh, and watch a match day. Um, and I think it's really, it's, like, it's really important for us that we kind of... Um, get out into the community and tell people what a, you know a good day they can have here uh, and, and and try and make sure that what we're doing here enables all the community to come and support Peckham Sound Football Club so everyone feels welcome um, and try and represent the diversity of the area on the pitch and 
as volunteers and in the stands as supporters. Well, that's something, Duncan, that football's not always been tremendous at as a community, isn't it? Really getting to grips with the diversity and encouraging people from different backgrounds yeah, to, yeah. To, to come to games. Oh, I know that that's, that's something that Peckham and Brian and you and everyone behind it yeah, is, yeah. is really passionate about. So tell us a bit about what's going on today and how that relates to those sort of aims. Southwark is a very diverse area. It's very important as a football club we represent that diversity and don't just uh, attract you know, what's often seen as the traditional football supporter, mm. older, often white, male. Yeah. So diversity in a broader sense, but clearly uh, in an area like uh, Peckham and Camberwell, uh, black identity is really important uh, and therefore doing something for Black Lives Matter is absolutely natural for this club. Mm. Um, so today is really important for all the volunteers, the supporters, the players to get that message across that we support that, uh, that message uh, and it means a lot to us. Uh, on the management side we have lots of black people, our manager is uh, black, our chairman is black. Mm. Um, I'm not, doesn't matter, I still, you know, Black lives cost. It's obvious. I mean, it's, it's taken yeah. years to like people just to say that. Uh, it's, it's kind of an obvious message, yeah. but doesn't mean it shouldn't be said. Um, and today, I think it's very important that we make that message loud and clear. Um, also, we have uh, Richard Taylor, OBE here, who is the the, the father of Damilola Taylor, who was uh, sadly killed on the streets of Peckham almost 20 years ago. Uh, and they are doing a campaign this year to mark that 20th anniversary called Hope 2020 which celebrates the lives and aspirations of young people. Um, so that's a message of hope that we're combining with that. Um, and we are fully supportive of that campaign as well. And we're very honored that uh, Richard will be here today to say a few words and uh, unveil the big banner, which we've had uh, uh, sponsored and made. Rio Ferdinand Foundation of, uh, are here today as well. Yeah, Peckham Lad, of course. Indeed, yeah, Rio's Peckham Lad. So, you know, that's an important partnership there we're working on with them uh, more broadly for the club. But initially, they sponsored this big 10 metre banner, uh, which we are launching today, which puts it, the message very clearly Peckham Town supports Black Lives Matter and also has the Rio Foundation logo as well as the Hope 2020 uh, campaign logo for uh, Damalola Taylor's uh, trust. There are, there are many things to love about Peckham Town and the setup, and obviously, part of it's just the joy of being outdoors and enjoy, enjoying football again but the fact Luke it's quite peculiar that they kick off at 2.45pm which potentially means we can be in the warmth of the pub in time for Liechtenstein versus Gibraltar later oh there we go I, th I thought it might have been kick, kick off 2.45 because the government had passed down some kind of edict saying that um, we have to leave at 4.42pm or something and they changed it possibly, overnight possibly uh, I don't know what the reason is for it being 2.45 but yeah, I'm not going to go and watch Liechtenstein with you, Andy. I feel like when it comes to watching obscure football matches with you, I've done my time by now. <laughs> I just, I've done my time, mate. Look, I know you're a Gibraltar ultra. <laughs> when your boys go down, you won't be able to accept it. We've got a special um, partnership starting this week with Rio Ferdinand's foundation and Damalola Taylor's 2020 Hope for 2020. Is that correct? Excellent. Okay, we also got, Ch got Cherno over here, ex-England schoolboys, Liverpool, and excellent. All right, so guys, um, without further ado, I'll pass you on to Richard's coming, Richard.
Hey, good afternoon. Sports, sports fans, football fans. Thank you for coming in here today. We appreciate your coming and your support. It's so wonderful to see this happening in Peckham. I will always support the Peckham team because we grew up, my son grew up in, in Peckham, you know, and then we want to see the change happening in Peckham. Thank you so much for this. The organizers are thank you. The chairman are thank you. And uh, we hope to continue to work together. God bless you all. Have a good to guys. Like and subscribe when we go on, on, on the internet. And also, most importantly, turn up to these home games. I think last the last home game we had 181 attendees, which was a record for the club. And if people like yourself can keep going out, keep sending the message, keep sending the love, people have a wrong perception of Peckham. Now, looking around here, I don't see any wrong perception. I see a lot of love. So continue the love, continue supporting Peckham Town Football Club. And I look forward to seeing as many of you as possible. Let's have a great game for Peckham Town today. Just about made the halfway line. Just about. It's handy, isn't he? He's got pace, yeah. No, but he's prepared to dribble as well. Yeah. He's everywhere. He's taking the throw in now. See, you can get underlapping fullbacks at this level. Yeah. Isn't it confusing that the ball boys are all wearing first team kit? 
Have you noticed oh, that? Oh, yeah. Could be mistaken for a player. Could be mistaken for a... Uh, an issue from Matthew Valbuena, wouldn't it? <laughs> if they did it at the Prakos. A diminutive playmaker. <laughs> yeah. Aaron! He wants to do everything. He wants to do everything. It's like Danny Alves. He's going to affect the game from right back. Affect the game all over the pitch from right back. Have a shot at this keeper. Someone have a shot at this keeper. I want to see him in action. See, I'm so taken with the whole experience of actually being at football so far. I've, I've not thought about anything like I would like to see some shots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the press. Yeah. There we go. Nice effort. Probably going a little bit wide. You're determined not to give the goalkeeper credit. He got, he got there. Too even, that, even though he made the save. He got there. <laughs> <laughs> just, would you say though, Andy, that was a save he, he needed to make? Yes. He, he should have made that save. And he did, so fair enough. Now, there's, a te- there's the test though, because in the warm up from crosses, he looked suspect and there was no one around him. Then here comes the corner in now. Get it on him. Yeah. I mean, Absolutely miles out. Right in the corner. What I'm saying, Andy, is I, I picked up on this keeper from the start and he's already conceded three. And it's he was never going to save that. That was a great goal. 35 minutes in. Yeah, but you couldn't really see from the angle where, where, what part of the goal it went in. Right in the corner. That's what Honestly, that, that, that number 14... I'm not saying it just because he's number 14. He's been in that kind of Thierry Henry spot, hasn't he? On the left-hand side. Yeah. Coming in, having a little look. I mean, it isn't... That's his first proper shot. That isn't the touch player that sprung to my own play earlier. But, I mean, based on no? that strike, it's a good hit. It's a great hit. Bottom line, 3-0 to Peckham. They're absolutely panelling it. Yeah. There's a, there's a real sort of what spring stage, in their step. What, the stage, what stage of grief do you think these two coaches are right now? Because they were at anger <laughs> earlier. I think there might be a... I think they were at denial. I think they might be acceptance now. He's, he's not writing in his book anymore. <laughs> you, you he's not this, writing in his little uh, moleskin handbook. If you go through the uh, full seven stages of grief inside one half, it's not great, <laughs> is it? There's the right back, Yusuf, making a uh, tackle in left midfield. <laughs> <laughs> and again, another one in the middle of the park. Oh, you've got a break now, you've got a break. Go on, he's got options. There it is, oh, yeah. nice run. Finish! Oh. They almost had too many options there, didn't they? Yeah. Aaron, Aaron, Great half from Peckham. We're going to find out now if you get your team talk on the pitch. Yeah, they're going to go with that side, aren't they? No, I can't hear it because only Fools and Horses is on instead.
We've again broken our record attendance of 201 today. Yeah. Broken the 200 barrier. Thanks very much indeed for everybody who's come. Today's match has been sponsored by Happy One Birthday Neil, James, Love Mummy, Daddy, Evie, and Beth. Thank you very much for your match sponsorships today. And also the 50 50 half time draw. Is ticket number 239, 239, where you have won £51 today. Thank you for everybody who's taken part in that competition. Your prize is at the entrance shed. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So, um... How long have you been volunteering for Peckham Town? I've been volunteering for Peckham since about June. Yeah. Um, I saw when they were calling out for volunteers to help with the ground on social media. Yeah. I wasn't in London at the time, but I messaged saying I can do anything behind the scenes. That After you the need. game, I spoke to Lizzie right, O'Connor, so who helps with social media and commercial activity. Media, finding new volunteers, finding new sponsors, um, and now I do a little bit of kind of um, match day helping out, and then just more of the social media type stuff. So how was lockdown for Peckham? Because obviously they had a huge problem with people coming in, leaving litter, stuff like that, which must put an enormous strain on like a volunteer-based club. Yeah, I think for grassroots community clubs, it was hard enough by just having everything turned off within yeah. like overnight. Um, and then when you have people who obviously do live local or come or know the area coming in and just trashing the ground, like it's not... It's, it's all for the, for the ground, obviously, and for the facilities, but it's also pretty terrible for, like, your spirit and your pride, and it can, like, beat you down quite a lot. But I think Peckham kind of were able to pull together, you know, that's a lot of the volunteers that you see today at the match. They all have started because of the kind of call to help, calls to arms, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so I bring everyone together. That's how I got involved. Um, yeah. So I think from it, they've managed to, like, rise up and, you know, really build something at a volunteer base. Yeah, do, you, do you think people feel a lot more or what need to feel a lot more connected to their community in the, in the current environment and maybe Peckham have, have been in a strange way a beneficiary of that? Yeah, 100%. I think um, all of my friends always want to come down on a Saturday. You know, you can't, especially now as they're hiking the prices up, you know, you can't go and watch your Champions League Premier League team. So you're going to head to your local community. This is, you know, unique in a way that more than six people can gather. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and like enjoy and just be outside. Um so much like ambient noise but yeah no definitely I think it has people want to be involved with their community a lot more because you know we're all spending a lot more time at home so you're spending a lot more time in your local neighbourhood 
Um, so why wouldn't you want to go and just, you know, watch some football or just support the team? And I think because there's, obviously we beat the record today again, 239 was it? Yeah. Something like that. So like, it's just obvious that people, you know, there's a massive demand for it. People want to come down. All going in the right direction. Yeah, 100%, 100%, which I'm so happy to be involved. Peckham always scoring, just changing the kick off again. Yeah, those managers gave him an absolute bollock in half time. He, he was tearing strips off him, that's been one there. Is, is, is that why they nervously lost the ball straight <laughs> yeah, from kickoff and gave away a chance? He was screaming away. at them. He was screaming at them. Second I thought that's might be where you might have wandered yeah, off. Yeah, we just wanted to hear it. Yeah. Second. So. Oh. Four nil. After that half-time team talk, and this team have conceded another goal straight after half-time. Because they just got told they were absolute shit for 15 minutes. There's <laughs> <laughs> quite a lot of Dulwich Hamlet fans. Yeah, there are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See with their pink and blue scarves. Well, because that, they, they can't get in to the games at the moment because of the level they're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, conference... Uh, no, it's not conference anymore, is it? National, National, League. National League and National League North and South is considered too high level for them to get in. Yeah. Dulwich Hamlet National League South? Yeah, no, they? yeah they are. Are they? Wow. Right. Oh, here we go. Oh, nice. Go! I thought the ref was playing advantage there. He used to again looking like he was going to shoot. It looked like he got fouled. The referee let it play. And it just ended up getting knocked out for a corner. But he's, he's not gone back and given a penalty. He is a corner. Well, oh, close to the away team to come there. Hit the side netting. And they seem determined to do something to salvage a bit of pride but funnily enough for a team that's 4-0 down they look quite likely to be hit on the break at the moment so a few more goals in the post I reckon playing a little bit there and Penn to Stansfeld they haven't given up like they've been deeply deeply irritated but they've not given up and now they've got a penalty
Oh, and the penalty's been saved. Nothing's going right for him. Peckham Town as a rainbow cast itself over the pitch. Um, a really ill-disciplined performance by uh, by uh, Stansfield, but you know it's cool to come down to a non-league game, right? You're right out close to the action. You can stand right behind a bench, listen to the tactics, find out exactly how unpleasant the visiting management yeah, team is. Yeah, just really get the best and worst of humanity all in the same place because. Peckham Town are clearly a team who want to do a lot of good for the local community. They're big behind Black Lives Matter. They uh, have Dan Malona Taylor's father speaking before the game. They clearly have a motivation to want to be part of their local community. And um, even if none of that floats your boat, you can just watch a pretty good, uh, a pretty good game anyway. Yeah, that's right. And. How has the experience been of coming to actual live football with paying people in attendance yeah, for the good. first time in ages? It's good. I mean, Fre I think Freddie's about to tell us exactly what uh, he's going to sum, sum the mood up. But it's been great. It's been really good, and uh, we've missed um, missed going to games. And this has been a great, a great experience. I think without without, without laying it on too thick. I think it is quite important at a time like this when a lot of clubs in League 1 and League 2 are struggling yeah. to understand what it's about to have a club that really connects with its community, right? Absolutely. It's great. And it's terrible what's happening there at the moment but to come down here and watch a game and, and have so many people around obviously mixing in a safe way is a cool thing and uh, it was a great uh, a great experience as the, uh, the manager who got sent off for Stansfield is still remonstrating with the referee now. He's still trying to have a have a good old chin wag with him. I don't think he'll get much change out of that referee. Extraordinary, I guess, first to see you at a club like Peckham because you've got such an incredible history in the game. What brought you here? I've been at Peckham Town um, since we started our youth side over 20 years ago now. And it's just a passion, it's a part of me, you know. I live in Peckham my whole life, you know, and we started off down there. This is Mary Phillip, club's first team head coach. We started. So it's actually start there and just build it up. And I like to give back, you know, I've always done community work and this is just one of my passions I like to do. It's like voluntary, it's what we can give in and I like being able to put something in and seeing the rewards at the end of it. You know, it's not financially, but what you're getting from the kids coming through and what they're able to achieve, you know, it's really nice. And it's clear that the club is, is growing and becoming increasingly important to the community. Of course, the club's always there, you know, it's grassroots football, you know, that's important no matter where you go. So if you've got somewhere for your children to be and they can be safe and they're being counted for, you know, it just not only puts the parents' minds at ease, but it puts the kids' minds at ease because they know they're coming somewhere where they're going to be looked after by everyone down there, like that's players and adults alike. And what is special about this club in particular, would you say, to someone who didn't know it? I just think it's the family cohesion we have down there, you know, everyone is welcome, you know, we have a revolving door at the front, players go, players come and they've always feel welcome regardless of skin colour, your anything to do with your background, you know, you're all welcome, we're here to learn the one game, um, football, and we're out here to teach it um, from the basics and hopefully help people try and achieve their goals and become professional, we've had a few players that have gone through um, are up in the big leagues now and um, that's an achievement from us here at teaching them from the grassroots of the age six 
and upwards, which we're doing, and they're just taking it on in life. And it's just giving people a ground as well. So even if they don't go through to a high level, you know, they've always got the basis they can fall back on. And always remember the times I had as a child as a playing football with their local clubs. And this is a special club because, of course, you became the first men's senior club to win a trophy with a female head coach. What did that mean to you? That meant a lot to me. I didn't actually know at the time that that happened and, and people have told me that. And I've actually um, been in touch with the FA to find out, like, I've been told this by supporters of the club, can we get some more information? And obviously the archives, archives ain't there, so they haven't been able to dig up, I don't think, just yet. But, you know, it's amazing to actually be here and be part of the club to do that, especially within my first year. You know, the club have been striving to get to that um, London Cup trophy for the past 30-odd years. You know, I've come along in my first year, obviously coaching the guys before I knew some of them, but it was a whole new rebuild last year mm. with a new squad. And we went out and we performed out there and we got to the finals and we won it. So, you know, it was amazing. If your ticket number is 239, 239, you've got 50 quid waiting for you at the turnstile. Otherwise, you're going behind the bar. 239. How difficult was it to turn down the approach from Millwall when they asked you to, 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 to be their head coach? It was it was a it wasn't a head head coach, it was to come in and help do the coaching with the girls because being a local okay. and having, having gone through the rest of being at Millwall and knowing what it's like. I mean, it weren't straightforward because I would have loved to have done that and I'd love the opportunity to actually work within a women's game. But the, just the time scale of it, I've got my young my young girls mm. and um, I've been there, done that before with my boys when they were growing, playing football, coming back late in the evening. And I just didn't want that same regime again. You know, I've got a pattern with the girls now. I didn't want to try and break that. And just to train in the evenings and getting home at silly o'clock and then have to transfer them from my mum's house to my house and try and get them to settle down and get back to sleep. It just weren't something I could see myself doing and upsetting their little um, regime. Um, to do something like that. and because I'm obviously happy here at Peckham and I can st keep going forward you know I'm sure more doors may open for me they don't know I'm here at a club that I really love and enjoy being at so I'm doing what I like and I guess one, one of the things we really noticed during the game is that the level of detail you're able to give the players with your experience when you're coaching them it's, it's not fire and brimstone there's not loads of shouting but the, the, the level of technical coaching they're getting is, is, is something else because I guess that's something for you, the fact that you've played at a higher level than many of these guys will ever play. Yeah, I've played at a high level, but I've also done my coaching badges for it, you know, was it two years ago past yeah. my um, A licence now? And obviously it helps going through, but it's also just understanding what you are, what you want to achieve out there. You know, all the boys I've got here, all the lads I've got here, they can all play football. I don't want to take their ability away from them, and I don't try and shun their game. I'm just saying you've got to make your game into the style I like. And we all want to play football on the floor. We all want to win games, and we all know we need to do a high press. But sometimes it doesn't always work. We have to drop, and we've got to absorb the pressure. And can we counter attack on some of the things? And it all kind of clicked for us today. Like It's been a lot of hard work and it's a long road ahead. It's still a lot of work to go ahead, but hopefully all the information I'm giving them, they're absorbing it. And I keep learning along the way. You know, I'm not finished my learning. You know, it keeps going. You're like, I'm going to be a long time dead before my learning stops finishing because you learn something new every day. And I take that into my games. I take that into the training and try and transfer as much of that over to the boys. And they take that on and pull it out on the pitch. So, you know, it all comes together slowly but surely. But it's a long road we're working on and each game as it comes, so we're hoping to get to our end result at the end of the season.
Oh, um, finally, what does a day like this mean to you? Of course, the unveiling of the banner, um, the support of Black Lives Matter, Rio Ferdinand Foundation, getting involved, Richard Taylor being down here. It, it does show what a community hub this club can be, genuinely, doesn't it? Oh, without doubt. I'm being a homegrown girl as well, you know. I'm born and bred in Peckham, you know, literally down the road from where Damiola lost his life. I literally lived on, lived by the canal and he was just up by the, the old North Peckham estate there. Mm. You know, up by the library where I've taken my own children yeah. to go and, and the sledges that we've gone swimming, you know, so I know the whole area. But to have something like this just brought down to the hub of Peckham, and we are the heartbeat of Peckham, you know, I do believe that, that people come here, they, I mean, you saw it today, people come, they enjoy a great game, and they go about their business, and uh, it's fantastic. But to have the supports from um, the Rio Ferdinand Foundation and being able to support the Hope Foundation as well, hopefully it's just giving more and more hope out there. It's like... Um, Damiola's dad was saying at the beginning, you know, we need a lot more love filtered through Peckham. You know, we have a lot of negative stuff pointed at Peckham. You know, something bad happens, people know it in a heartbeat. But when good things happen, it takes a year to get round to people and actually realise, you know, Peckham's a nice place to be. You know, like many places, it is a good place to be and you've got a set community there, and there which do, do look out for each other. Town is your, your brainchild. Tell idea. us about the start of it. Well, um, 1982, I decided I went to the library, looked at uh, reading this book, and it said at the heart of every English town there is a football team. I'm wondering where is our football team? So I set about building this team. And finally, um, I spoke to the man who started it all, it Brian Hall, like, the uh, chairman of Peckham Town Football Club. I didn't think it was going to go this far. The whole thing was amazing, really, the journey, because my auntie who died now, she she made us our first ever kit. You know, she worked in this old people's home. So all these old dears sewed the tops, the tops, uh, the corner flags, the <laughs> everything was the same material. Mm. Sleeves too tight, collar too big, felt pen on the back of it. Yeah, I got a lot of Christmas jumpers like that. Mate, listen, it was the funniest <laughs> thing. And we, we played in the league and we got hammered. Everyone laughed their heads off and said, ah, this is, some kids left. I, said, oh, I can't be part of this. I think we're still here. 2020, we're still here. <laughs> so now, now you're a senior team and what, you've, you've had senior football for what, 10, 15 years? Yeah, right? about that, yeah. And so do you still get that feeling when you, when you walk in on a Saturday? Uh, every day, every day, every time I come out here, I can't believe it. You know, I looked at today's crowd, I'm thinking, wow, I've never seen nothing like it. You know, but it's a buzz. I still get that buzz. And it's becoming something bigger and bigger. I mean, because of the world being the way it is at the moment, because of people not being able to get into football at a high level, and because of people really finding the need to connect with their community that's all the more. That's fantastic. Th that's th exactly this is so what important. I was going to say. You know, um, COVID's a horrible thing, but... You know, it's brought the community really back to how it used to be. You know, people caring about their community. You know, it's, it, it's important that we continue to do these things, you know. And what does it mean to you to have um, the Rio Ferdinand Foundation down here today and 
Richard Taylor. It's a, yeah, it's a big day for you guys, a isn't big, it? Big, big day. And um, having Rio's foundation here is, is, is tremendous. You know, I've, I've been looking uh, to link up with Rio for a little while, try and get things done, but obviously he's so busy. Every time yeah. I see him, and I know Rio personally, so every time I see him, he's always surrounded by loads of people. So I knew one day he'll come back home, <laughs> you know. <laughs> So, what what does your day entail on a match day, mate? Uh, seven o'clock in the morning, come down here. I'm cutting the pitch this morning, um, raking off leaves, blowing leaves, um, lining pitches. It's crazy. It's all. It's an all dayer. As I said, I'm going to finish by maybe nine o'clock tonight. Wow! But worth it, right? Absolutely. Once, I've, once everyone's gone, I'll be sat in that room there, reflecting on the game, having a, a quiet one. <laughs> It'll be well earned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think Every Saturday I do that, you know. It's a long day, but it's worth it. So how tough was lockdown for you guys? Really tough, really tough. We was um, inundated with vandalism. Um, went there this morning they, they graffitied all over our training ground building um, it's it was tough it's tough and it's still still going on but you've got a lot of volunteers who we are have prepared to put the work in yeah yeah we've we've had a lot of um, voluntary days um, and the community's really rallied around us mm. you know I've had pregnant women mixing cement and things like that turned up Ridiculous, you know, but that's the love in the community. So the, the, the bit where the actual match is on, is that is that your fun time where you can just relax yeah. and let Mary and yeah. the players just get yeah, on with yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. I normally sit up there and watch the game. I'm 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 really enjoying it now. Really, really enjoying it. I'm out of the, yeah, I'm out of the dugouts now. So <laughs> I'm I'm up there. We call it the VIP section. <laughs> Oh, mate, absolutely loving it. Let's see, one, two, three, Peckham Town. Give it up for Peckham Town. <laughs> Boys, I'm proud, I'm proud. And ladies and gentlemen, thank you again for your attendance and your support. And keep looking at his beautiful team and supporting them for every single home game. What a beautiful rainbow.